life in Lent is so rich. And as Pastor Jan introduced Lent on Ash Wednesday, he brought up Barbara Brown Taylor's um, quote on Lent as the springtime of our soul. And this resonates for me as Lent draws us into life. And we begin always in baptism, drawing us into life. In Matthew, the Spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness after his baptism, after he is claimed and marked with the words, this is my son, my beloved, with who I am well pleased. He goes out into the wilderness. He bears the words beloved, the words that anoint him, that pour out on him like water. And these are the words that claim him and claim you and me as beloved. And only after Jesus is marked and claimed as beloved does he enter the wilderness. In our baptism, we are also named beloved and called in our own names, called through the Holy Spirit to trust in the grace and love of God. And our foreheads are marked uh, with the sign of the cross in water. This week we marked our foreheads in the smudges of ashes and we began our path through the wilderness. And only after we are beloved do we enter the wilderness. At my time in Holden before seminary, there was a South African Methodist pastor named Alan Story who came up to teach a session or two. And I remember he offered this image of wilderness as a fertile time for Jesus. I believe he went so far as to say the wilderness was a pregnant time for Jesus to conceive and to carry and to labor his identity as beloved. My image of wilderness at the time was quite desolate and dry. I think a place of scarcity and uncertainty, although my own experiences of living on the edges of the wilderness were anything but sparse and dry. The wilderness was a wildly creative place to live. For me, my time at the borders of the wilderness offered a way to hold the transition, to hold the calling from what it would mean to go to seminary, to become a pastor. And the wilderness places brought exposure and vulnerability, but they were also places with great signs of life. Alan's story said that the wilderness was a time of contemplation for Jesus, that as he entered the wilderness, Jesus entered a time to labor with his identity. Who he was to God was poured out at his baptism, the voice of God anointing him, you are my beloved. And beloved is where we begin in Lent. As Jesus is drawn into the wilderness, led by the Holy Spirit, he carries this identity as beloved with him to a place with Diabolos, the tempter, the devil, the wild beasts. And Story gave these questions to Jesus as his imagination for Jesus laboring with his belovedness. Could it be true that I am beloved? Could it be true that every person is beloved by God? And could it be that I am to embrace vulnerability and not force and might? Do not underestimate the challenge of this task for Jesus. Do not underestimate the challenge Jesus faces, seeing himself in the full force of being holy and completely beloved. And do not underestimate the work of seeing others in the full force of that beloved identity, seeing with clarity the ways his world did not treat people as beloved. Beloved is where we begin, and it begs the question, 
Why do we not see ourselves as beloved? And why do we not see each and every person as beloved? And what is it about this world that we live in that does not allow us to see and treat each other as beloved by God? What are the false realities that keep us in relationships and system in ways that do not honor us as beloved by God? I think it is one thing for me to stand up here and name patriarchy in the church and then look at the ways in which the patriarchal tradition has influenced our interpretation of scripture. It comes in our language and the ways of seeing God and seeing each other. And for me, I see this especially in our first reading, that Genesis 2 text, where the patriarchal tradition would create a line and a path that reinforces the hierarchy between two genders, where tradition would trace original sin and evil from the snake through a woman. And that interpretation has no business marking any of God's beloved as less than one another, or at one as superior or one inferior. And texts and interpretive practices that declare an inequality between people as the word of God and weaponized scripture are some of the ways that we do not see each other as beloved. And still there are ways we wrestle with the text that would actually depict this own text with Jesus and the Diabolos, the wild beasts, in ways that make Jesus a light-skinned person and the Diabolos with a darker skin tone. And it's painful to see the realities of racial justice, injustice, and white supremacy painted into our images of Jesus, of good and evil. And it is uncomfortable to see and name the ways that racism is a false reality and racism becomes projected in our theological images. And I think once we see this, there's a great dissonance because then we see that the world that we live in, the world we are called to live in, does not necessarily treat me as beloved or you as beloved or every single person in the world as beloved. There is a great dissonance between beloved and between the dis, uh, this relationships and systems of this world that do not provide for what we need. Could it really be true that we are beloved? Could it be true that we can really see each other as beloved? In this rich and beautiful time in Lent, we mark ourselves with a smudge of that cross through ashes, bearing our belovedness through God, we know through Jesus in that cross. God, the Holy Trinity, one God, fountain of living water, the mother who gave us birth, our light and our salvation, God who calls us first beloved in baptism and labors with us through the work of figuring out what beloved means. It's a deeply creative time, this Lenten journey, and we draw ourselves to shape our lives in ways that open our eyes to see these false realities in a world that would hold us as less than beloved. And living into our identity now as beloved takes some wrestling and grappling and laboring. Do not be tempted to make this journey small. It is an enormous thing to know that you are beloved. Jesus' work and vision is anything but small because this vision takes us all the way from the waters of our baptism bears us through the wilderness all the way to the cross in dust and death, and in all of this draws us into the love of God that we know through Jesus.
Beloved is where we begin and beloved is where we go. Thanks be to God.